This is a headgum podcast. This is the Dumbbells uh, Personal Training Fitness Podcast with me, Aaron McGowan. And me, Ryan Stanger. We have discussions and we answer questions on all things health and fitness. We are not doctors. Never claim to be. This is solely based on our own working experience. Yes. A little bit of bro, bro science. science. Bro science when I'm here. Yeah, bra science when, you're, <laughs> when Aaron's here. So please keep in mind we're not doctors. Yes. Never claim uh, to be. Just a couple of dumbbells wanting to help you with your fitness journey. Yeah, you nailed it. Uh, <laughs> and the help could start right now. That was uh, thrilling. That was thrilling. It was, I think the audience... Um, can there's just so many question marks on my end that they if they made it through that they're they're the true they're the true fans i think it's it's it was a real tightrope walk and uh it reminded me of like a train that's just throwing out the track as fast as the train's driving (laughs) (laughs) well usually i try to listen to it once before like either the day before or the morning (laughs) of or something and today i was like I know it. I just did yeah. it last week. And then clearly I didn't. It just left. Listen, <laughs> you were fumbling around a dark room, but you made it to the bathroom and you only peed on the floor a little bit. <laughs> oh, are you referencing my new puppy? Thank you so much. Wow. Oh, right wow. Well, <laughs> okay. Uh, we're going to get into that. Let's, let's introduce our guest uh, because I want to, I want his, I want his thoughts. Yes. I want him involved immediately. Yes. yes, uh, yes. This is a, this is a wonderful guy, a, a friend of the podcast, uh, a buddy of mine. We go work from clo- quasi the same hometown ish. Um, cool. we can talk about that a little bit on the, at when he's, when I introduce him officially, but it's really stunning to meet anybody from that area when you're not in that area. <laughs> I know, I'm sure people have this experience with whatever their hometown is, but for us, it was a real thrill. Uh, you know him from man dog podcast, it's abbreviated name, right? You changed mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yep. As well as uh, Big Grande, uh, sketch group and podcast team, and uh, now you have Teachers Lounge and and doing your own kind of Big Grande thing with new scenes and shows and all that shit, right? You can talk about that when you're that's right officially introduced, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the podcast, <laughs> Ryan Rosenberg. Hello, Coo-coo. hello. 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 Well, so you guys are from the same place and your names are both Ryan. That's true. I'm, uh, I'm an old chunk of coal these days. Ryan's a bit younger than moi, but, uh, so he's from an adjacent town to mine and I'm from an adjacent town to his. I'm from same town. We went to the same high school. Oh, I thought you were Granite Bay. I'm Rockland, baby. You're Rockland. That's right. Do you, did you move to Granite Bay or did your folks move there or something? No, I like, you know, played basketball over there and stuff, but I was, I remember going to football games, watching you play as a, as a youngster. Okay. Did he pay, he paid you to say that. I swear to God, this guy was a star. Everybody was like, oh my God. Oh my (laughs) God. God. Okay. So, so they said his last name wrong. So that's, that's the, they technically (laughs) said it right. According to my family. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) Right. That's okay. Do you know that story, Aaron Majown? No, no. Oh, there we go. Okay, fun. <laughs> What's good for the goose? Uh, that was my parents had always said Stanger growing up. And uh, but anybody I would meet would always just default to Stanger that they didn't know the pronunciation. And then when I got to college, I just was frankly tired of correcting people. 
because <laughs> it, <laughs> wow. it didn't seem like that big of a deal to me. I didn't feel like mm-hmm. they were calling me Brad or something. You know, it was just like it felt like one. I was like, I, I got to the point where I'm like, maybe they're right. Maybe. <laughs> yeah. What is this uphill yeah. battle that I'm fucking? It's stanger, stanger. And then it was this weird kind of off balance encounter to where the I was immediately correcting the person on something that was not that big of a deal to me. Okay, it's, dude. See you later. Yeah. <laughs> it's Wait. The- so so I, I I usually call you Stanger. Yeah. Um. But Ryan, other Ryan, you call him. Stanger, because you know him from his, you know, his his Christian years, his, his first. <laughs> yes, back in his Christian days. Yeah. No, back- well, I, I don't even think we really even knew each other. It was just that, like, me as like a, I don't know, thirteen or fourteen year old going to the high school, or may, not not that young, maybe like eleven or twelve, and you were maybe in high school. Yeah. Uh, and and like friends, I had a friend Brian Pruitt who had older brothers Cody that were Pruitt. like, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and they were a big like football sports family, all this stuff. And so I just remember your name getting talked about because you were the stud. And so they'd say, stanger, stanger. Wow. Yeah. And it, it did throw me when I moved to LA and I was like, stanger. <laughs> was that, did, did I remember that wrong or, or what is it? There's an old Ben Kenobi. Uh, it was one of those things. Obi-Wan Kenobi? I don't know an Obi-Wan Kenobi. I know an old Ben Kenobi. Well, it's probably him. Yeah, right, right. I don't know. The guy looks totally like a football player, and yeah. he's doing improv, and he's from my hometown. It's probably the same guy. Gosh, I don't know where I autocorrected it to Granite Bay for some reason. Have you corrected me on that before, too? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, Rockland, so you were Rockland Thunder. Yes, absolutely. God, through and through. Stunning. Stunning. Now, it really what, is. What part of the country are we in? Northern California, like a little kind of oh, armpit okay. town in okay. Northern California. It's <laughs> yeah. actually grown a lot. It was really small when I first moved there. I moved mm-hmm. there from Idaho. And uh, and so there was there was nothing going on. No one restaurant, two restaurants, truly. And right. then uh, and then like uh, no movie theater. You had to drive into Citrus Heights, which was, mm-hmm. you know, 30, 40 minute drive. So it's it's really like emerged as like I think it got rated as like a town to live in or something. And then it got a lot of Bay Area trickle down, you know, because mm-hmm. people would commute. Mm-hmm. But it's just it's your pretty much kind of m- like middle class, white, middle class, boring. Very, su- USA. very like cookie cutter suburban, like all the houses are like of a yeah. track. And there's all like one homes. big thing with a Best Buy and a Old Navy. And a, and that's yeah. pretty much the whole thing. Nice. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. It's, you know, great place to grow up and not really visit back to it. <laughs> For me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, but, I'd stop know, going. Yeah, I had yeah. good memories there. Uh, Aaron, where, where refresh us on where you grew up? Washington State. Washington State. That's right. yeah, yeah. That's a good place. That's pretty. Yeah, it's great. And yeah. one one time, um, in a guy that started coming to my gym in Los Angeles, uh, he was like, "Hey, did you go to Prairie?" high school. And I was like, yes, I did. But I was literally, I knew I had like eight friends. I moved like in the middle of high school. So I, I really had to catch up fast and I did my best, but that's hard to do. Mm-hmm. And, and he played basketball. He was like a freshman when I was a senior. And so I guess from pep band, he might have no, he knew me somehow and we had gone to the same high school. And so like, he doesn't say anything other than go Falcons to me. We have no, we say no other words to each other. And I'm, I'm kind of still like weirded out by him, but he is very nice. He's just like, go Falcons. And I'm like, 
what? Just trying oh, to yeah. connect. Go Falcon. Right. So it would be weird if Stanger was always like, "Hey, go Thunder, go." <laughs> yes. You know. <laughs> yes, there is a point where you leave it in the past, other than your stunning, you know, football career. But right. there is like, a, like let it go. You know. Mm-hmm. It is weird where you just, when you have one thing that's kind of burned into you. I remember it can happen bad in a bad way with a nickname. I was, uh, I was working as a bar back, like a bar or a, uh, bus boy at this, at Sunset Whitney country club. I don't know if you're familiar. Of course. Rose. Eagle's nest. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I was, I was working there and there was like this real kind of dicky, uh, bartender. Cause I was a, I was a young lad and this guy was like the older, cooler guy and just, I don't know why, like for, for, I, I missed lunch or something and I bought uh, a Reese's out of the vending machine and he saw me eat it and he'd always call me uh peanut butter cup after that. How about oh, you peanut God. butter cup? Oh, you showing boy. up late again? <laughs> That's a tough it. one. Yeah. That's yeah, a really tough like, one. I don't it's, even like him that much, man. I, mean, I, I like, like Skittles. honestly, it's like demeaning. It's, I didn't expect it, it to is. be demeaning sounding, but it is. It is. It is. Peanut butter cup. Yeah. And it was like, yeah. I like those. I like Reese's. I'm not anti-Reese's, yeah. but it's not like that's my thing where I'm always eating them. Right. You know, and then it's just like, you're kind of like, how much do I try to campaign away from this? You know? And also- hey, this Hershey bar is great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just always bringing bigger and bigger <laughs> snacks. Maybe he'll say something about that. Nope. No, and also I felt bad. I didn't want like Reese's to be collateral damage in that because I do. It's a fine product. I do like them, and I didn't want to say like I fucking hate those. Stop associating me with that. You got but a real I, tough thing with names and people calling you stuff other than who you are. Yeah, dude, I got a real identity fucking crisis. Uh, so, two, so two things out the gates. I want to, um, I want to talk about Aaron. Aaron recently adopted a puppy, but I feel like we should answer a question really quick from, uh, yeah. from. Uh, Instagram. If you guys have mm. a question for the dumbbells, you can reach us um, at the dumbbells across all social media platforms. We've got Instagram. We've got Twitter. We've got the book where Erin gets all her up-to-date news on politics. Yes, I love politic <laughs> news from Facebook. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, Politico. You know, that's a reliable source. Uh, but uh, so this guy's, uh, he reached out to us. His name is Drew. He's coming to us on Instagram. So if you have questions, let us know. We'll answer them on the pod. Question for the pod. Uh, I know new bro science is coming out uh, all the time, but are there any books or manuals you'd recommend? I love Katie Bowman's work with... Uh, work with move your DNA gray cooks work on functional movement and even uncle Pavel and his simple and sinister kettlebell workouts. Any go-tos or faves from you two? Thanks. Drew. Uh, Aaron, do you have anything you're into right now? Mm, wow. Um, I think, well, I just finished a really fun thriller book called the perfect wife and, uh, <laughs> Nothing about fitness, but it was a <laughs> wild ride. I, I enjoyed it very much. But I would say intuitive eating, if you know, if like that would be yeah. a good wreck. You know, I think um, that kind of got me through some hurdles with food and trying to figure out my own way with that. Um, but yeah, I actually haven't read any like fitness books other than the, you know, giant NASM uh, textbook. Um, so I might check out one of those ones. He said, uh, yeah, yeah. Appreciate the, um, the recommendations, uh, but leave that to us. No, uh, we appreciate the recommendations. Uh, I would say we always throw out strong lifts 
strong lifts as a um you can go to stronglifts.com they've got a manual um they a lot of the guy gives it a, a lot of it away online anyway and uh that's that's the five by five and all those principles and he's kind of always updating and adding to it's really simple it's really interesting to give it a shot it's 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 pretty minimal as far as how deep you have to dive into all the science of it. It's just like, say you're, you have something you've been doing that feels a little tedious or complicated. It's always worth doing like a, a, a strong lifts break and just doing some five by five stuff. Um, but go to, go to their.com. I also wanted to recommend um, the, uh, the hungry brain. Have you, have either of you guys heard of that or read that? Mm-mm. No, the, the hungry brain. I'm going to look up who the author is right now. Uh, but to give you kind of the broad strokes, it's uh, it's a really interesting book. Uh, and it, it talks about why, as a society, now we overeat. And the guy puts mm. it. Um, his name is uh, Stephen J. Guyenet. Um, he's a Ph.D., does his research so it's not just somebody kind of bro sciencing out there but he does he does have to make some kind he has to make some leaps to kind of get us there but just to give you guys an idea we talk a lot about um food environments on this show and how in our civilized world and uh, the food environment that we have has changed dramatically faster than we've been able to adapt all right so before, if you look at like, you know, and a lot of this, the science on kind of paleo and primal eating is dodgy. But if you look at that as a model, it was harder to come by food. And so <clears throat> our bodies are kind of designed and our, our hunger instincts and all that kind of shit and the chemicals in our brain are designed on a very minimal, sparse food environment. So you get these uh, pressure, like these pleasure receptors that get tipped when you eat something that's really calorie dense because it's like ooh you're from you're used to like a scarce food environment so if you eat something calorie dense you get a dopamine rush all right and then when you get a dopamine rush it heightens all your other senses and so then you start to remember sounds and smells and all these things so that you can find this calorie rich food again so if you're like a hunter gatherer and you come across like a, i don't know like a big a big bunch of like honey that bees made you would like remember like, oh, I remember, you know, the smell from this kind of plant and this and this is the location. And then yeah. so when you start to smell those things again, you get that like that sense memory from the dopamine rush you got and you're able to find it again to survive. But it definitely works against you now if you're living in Studio City during the quarantine <laughs> and you have like a Halloween candy and you mm-hmm. eat that and it's got you get the dopamine rush for it because it's calorie dense and then your body starts to remember like the orange packaging and the crinkly sound the wrappers make and all that and then that becomes kind of like an addiction it can lead to compulsive yeah. eating yeah kind so, of absolutely yeah yeah, yeah or 100% and on top of that you have all these chemists the brightest in the world that are working for these big food companies that are figuring out how to hack that kind of uh, that that shit that's going on in your brain. Right. So your body has like these natural fail safes called like palate fatigue to where if you eat something of the same taste, eventually you'll get over it and just want to stop or move on. So then they start mixing textures and then tastes salty and sweet, all that stuff to help you kind of step outside the palate fatigue so you can keep eating more of their product. Oh, and God. so anyway, this, this book is really cool because this guy kind of goes into a lot of it and it was really, it was really eye opening, and it made me, 
it made me give myself more of a break of like, oh wow, I I I I do have the deck stacked against me as just living in a human in this, you know. Mm-hmm. And now, you know, talking about food environment, pure and simple, you have calories available to you twenty four hours a day, seven days a week. You can yep. get anything you want all the time, always. And we are we're not yet evolved to handle that yet, right? So look at those books, Drew, and everybody else out and there. What was that Ryan, one called the Hungry that's Brain. Called the Hungry Brain, yeah, Hungry Brain. Interesting. I'll send you a link after this by uh, Guyenet. Rose, you have anything you're liking right now? Anything you're into? As far as like a fitness or a, a book or like a stuff? resource or anything <clears throat> that jumped out at you? Well, um, I mean, no, not a ton. I mean, I guess my approach to stuff has sort of been like uh, personal growth, self-help stuff yeah. because okay. I, I do a lot of like emotional eating sometimes or have yeah, me too. you know recognized that and I've found that like uh it's just like filling a void of some other feeling I'm having or whatever. Like you said, it's like you get a dopamine rush, right? So it's like yeah. if I'm sad and eat McDonald's, I'm happy for like five minutes until I realize that I like feel oh, physically terrible no. again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, no. so you're like, oh I gotta go to the toilet. Uh, <laughs> what do I do? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I guess I guess the stuff that I am more into is is like self-love type stuff. That's and, great. And so yeah, I don't have a, a, a specific book, but I find that that has helped me on my dietary journey a little well, bit. Well, where are you at right now? So what's happening with you right now, health and fitness wise? Well, uh, quarantine has been quite a, or pandemic or whatever you want to call it, has been quite a roller coaster with it. Because in the beginning, I was like, you know what? I'm going to take this as an opportunity. I'm not Mm -hmm. going out. I can't go to bars. I can't do any of that stuff. So I'm really just going to like stay at home and be mindful of what I'm eating. And Mm -hmm. it was working really well. And I was like, you know, losing some weight and going on a nice walk every day. And I was doing a good job at not uh, like killing myself working out and not dieting really hard, but just being like, I'm at home and I'm not moving. I just don't need much. I don't need three big meals a day. Like, yeah, I was just like, yeah, I'm burning maybe a thousand calories a day doing nothing, you know? Right. Um, And so I was pretty good with that stuff. And then, uh, got a little bit more used to that routine and was like, okay, I can get in my car and go out somewhere. And as long as I'm not going to see people or whatever. So I was like, okay, the world of fast food and all that other stuff yeah. that I had been Ooh. depriving myself of is like fully available now. And it's like, Ooh, la, la. yeah, exactly. <laughs> Let's Carl's, these Carl's jr. All of a sudden yeah. looks delicious, mm. which I never will eat. Mm. Yeah. Bacon Western. Interesting. Yes. Oh, I haven't had, had this try. since I was a crazy person in high school. <laughs> um, well, yes, it is quite good. Hmm. Yes. Peculiar. So a little bit of that up and down in terms of like routine and stuff. I think I was hitting it a little harder than I realized at the beginning of quarantine of like, well, I I can't have any other ways to make myself happy. So I'm really going to like work on myself. Uh, And then I did it and I felt great from it. But then as soon as I took my foot off the gas, it like, of course, goes the other way a little bit of like. Oh yeah, it's not, it's not a sustainable. Su- yeah, yeah, that's it's exactly what I was gonna say. That sustainability yeah. of it, because then you're just like, once you get like a little room to breathe, you're like, fuck this, what the yeah. fuck? Yeah. yeah. So I think last time I was on, I had definitely talked about like that yo-yo effect of yeah. like being really disciplined and then being not disciplined at all, and sort of like the my weight sort of being a, a signifier of that, you know, a little bit. Um, so that is still happening a little bit, but I find that the ups and downs are smaller and are getting closer to like regulation. Uh, which feels really great. And I don't like if I do go on like a little food binge or whatever, it's not like two weeks before I realize it. It's more like, whew, that was three days and I'm feeling really full still. <laughs> and like, OK, yeah. you know, so I'm I'm a little bit better at like uh, just being more aware and catching myself on that stuff, you know, and and trying to 
punish myself less about it. It's like, yeah, yeah. you had that thing and that's okay. And don't eat it tomorrow if it didn't make you feel good, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, oddly necessary, you know, just to have these peaks and valleys and have great successes and then lose it all, you know, right. It's yeah. everybody's worst fear. If they make a big body transformation is that they'll, they'll lose the kind of desire to maintain it. Right. And the, the best thing you can really do is have that happen <laughs> and then I'll realize that you're okay. And you're like, fuck, I'm off. I'm okay. And then right. you'll find that the extremes, like you said, the peaks and valleys tend to kind of level out and then you'll find something that is, sustainable that you can maintain you know you've you've touched the worst of it and you're still okay and then you're just right. you're that much more aware the next time you know right well and i think this thing that i uh, that i hear more and more is like well i used to be able to do that or i used to look like this or i used to blah 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 like i and that to me is like you're going to kill yourself at the end of the day it like Physically, yeah, like, mentally, emotionally, if you're always trying to beat old you, like right, that yeah. person is done. You are now yeah. moving on. Like, right. So take a break of it, Whitney Houston. <laughs> you know? There, yeah. Um, I mean, look at what that happened. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Um, but th I think that's like, to me, what I'm hearing of like those peaks and valleys. Like, as you, yeah. as you sort of like realize that you're okay, you realize that you have a little bit of control over your body in mm -hmm. a way that's like, okay, I'm not just like, um, I'm not maniacally eating and then you know like you're like kind of like coming to the center of it like i yes. you know there's always room to improve there's always room to backslide like just finding that like here's where i am it's mm -hmm. gonna be okay and mm -hmm. i'm taking care of myself that's mm -hmm. the like the fuel that keeps totally. people from like you know giving up i guess right yeah it's you know you can always get back on the journey get you know that mm -hmm. like the all this dumb shit it's not dumb but you know calling yoga practice as opposed to something you can do or master you know you can go away from it from a, for a long time and then just come back in you're like all right this is where i'm at totally. now fine i don't who gives a shit i start totally. right here and that's that's great right like i used to be a, a big basketball player as a kid like that was my sport i played a ton and like lived it like it was all i was interested in you out there and playing I, bitty basketball in rockland you know i was playing bitty bitty ball. Ball. absolutely yeah. <laughs> and uh and then i stopped playing for like a long long like 10 years or something when i like moved to la and became like into comedy and theater and stuff like at the beginning i was like there's nobody here who likes sports which a was just an incorrect assumption like there's tons yeah. of people that are my friends that love to play sports i just assumed that we don't do that anymore or something right yeah but then yeah. i came back to basketball and i was like oh i'm still good at this and i still yeah. love to play this and it, yeah you don't like lose it you're like yeah it's in there you know yeah it's yeah a good feeling yeah uh yeah playing the sport you know coming back to things and also exercise um it's it's this weird shift that you have to go through. I think if you really want to maintain it long term is that you you exercise and you take care of yourself because you love yourself, not because yes. you hate what's going on. Right. Like, yeah. I hate the way my body looks. It's yeah. not a it's not right. sustainable. It may be right. it may give you some good juice early on, mm -hmm. but it's ultimately gonna fail you because then you're associating hate with exercise as opposed to, you know what? Mm -hmm. Fucking, I love my fucking love myself, man. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. why I'm gonna bang out these kettlebell squats. Right. I, like, I I really appreciated what you were saying there, Aaron. Of like, it is about like not being hard on yourself, but just that idea of like you're taking care of yourself. Like, I've mm -hmm. realized when I'm in 
either of the extremes, whether it's like working out really hard and like being really good or the other one, there's like almost like a dissociative element to it of like, I'm working my body out really hard, but it's not me. It's like, I'm forcing me to do something rather than like, this is just what I am enjoying. And I'm the same person. You know what I mean? Like versus the other way. Tyrant. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Uh, and all of that sort of like, even in like the mental health world or whatever, like there's something kind of like harsh about like working on yourself as if it's, you're a project rather than like, you have to live in there every day. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like you can't hate yourself into being better because it starts with like, like you were saying, caring for yourself, whether that's the physical practice of like getting up in the morning and doing what you want, or just the emotional part of like. I want to be happy today. And part of that is like treating me. Okay. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ryan, you said you were going on walks and then you discovered, you know, rediscovered fast food. Where are mm-hmm. you at now? Are you there? Are you, have you morphed into the next phase of quarantine? I would say I'm at a place where I'm, I was going on like a walk every day and like not watching what I was eating, but being very like intentional about it. And now I would say I'm going on a walk maybe like two to three times a week when I think of it or have time for it. And, um, with food, I'm like, I'd love to be, you know, 10 pounds lighter or whatever, but I don't really care because I'm like, yeah, I'm the product of all the stuff I'm doing right now, which is like walking a little bit and eating bad when I want to. And it, it seems very like uh, attainable to me. Like if I want to feel different, I can just make a few changes. But um, yeah. yeah, I would say I'm like walking a couple times a week and like trying not to binge eat really yeah. ever if I can, but not really watching uh, a ton of, you know, I'm not, I'm not like eating what you myself. want, but not emotional eating, eating what I want, but trying to control the amount of it, I guess. Yeah. You know what I mean? When do yeah. you feel your best? Like what, after what kind of meal, like what, Give it, give us an example of like where if you just not even like, I feel mentally good, but just physically, like I feel great when I'm doing this. Right. I think for me, it's like a, <laughs> like a, like a, a, a nice bowl of energy, like a, like a rice and a protein. And like, I don't really, I don't eat super clean or, or whatever, but if it's just something that's like that balanced, I feel need that. Yeah, it is pretty yeah. good. You know what I mean? But just something that's like balanced like that rather than like a burger and fries and a Coke. Like that's what I find is once I do one thing, it sort of like comes with the rest of the package. You know, if I'm going to McDonald's, I'm not getting a water, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Or or whatever it is. And it's like, yeah, I should just continue to drink water and still go get the burger or whatever. But it's like on the side, please. Let's not go crazy. Yeah, Yeah. Go ahead and throw the mustard on. But I know the ketchup has a lot of sugar. So, right. We're not going to go nuts on sugar. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I dig that, uh, little bowl. That's so that's like your yeah. macronutrients. So that's, you yeah. know, getting a little, you know, some carbohydrates, right. some protein, right. a little f- fatty spat. It's all good stuff, man. What's, and it's, it also helps me from overeating. Like if I'm eating like, uh, something that's really salty and crunchy or whatever, like I'll just eat it till the plate is whatever, yeah. but yeah. a bowl that I'm not like really almost like lusting after I'm like, yeah, I don't need to finish the last third of that or court. Like if I'm full, you know what I mean? Yes. But if there's yeah. a bite of the burger, it's going down. <laughs> it's, it's, it's going down. God, I do love a good burger. Um, there's this place. Controversial on- Aaron. Wow. <laughs> I know. Wow. <laughs> Holy um, shit. Have you ever been to Mr. O's? Have you ever been to Mr. O's on no. uh, Ventura? Mm-mm. Have you Stanger? No, no. It's burger place on Ventura. They have a bunch of stuff, but they have this burger that's like, it's it's like 
it's honestly like a good date night spot. Um, but then they have like these crazy tall burgers. That I don't know how <laughs> anyone can even eat. Like you have to half it. it right. Anyways, you should go there when, the, Show, you know, when things Eric, open like back up. A big uh-huh. stack, like a Scooby-Doo style? Yes, big Scooby-Doo style. Uh, Come on, Scoob, old buddy, old pal, old friend. <laughs> it's just you just burger like- Scoob. <laughs> he just wanted to do that, that voice. That's all. <laughs> you know who originally voiced uh, Shaggy? Hmm. Wait, I do know this. I think I've I think I've told you this fact Who on the show this? before. Your Casey father. Kasem. Mm. No. Yeah. <laughs> and it, well, Casey Kasem is my father, so that's yeah. yeah that's so yes. Wow. Yes to both. Um. Cool. Casey Kasem. Yeah. What a weird. Original, does Does he do other voices as well, or just top forty in that? I feel like just maybe top forty <laughs> in that. I love, I love him losing it on air. There's some great <laughs> clips of that. It's really funny. Uh, Does he yeah. like kind of like start to go into the shaggy voice when he loses it? No, he stays in his kind of uh, top <laughs> okay. 40 voice, but okay. he's all he's all fucking pissed off. And he's doing like one of those nice reads. Hi, Casey. My father and I really. Li- God damn it. What the hell is this? It's like one of those kind of. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's really fun. good. Yeah, it's a good time. Uh, I got to try this place. Mr. O's. Huh? Mr. O's. Yeah, it's on Ventura. It's close to that like. Trader Joe's, there's like a Sephora. It's like where um, yeah, Ventura no, like splits, you know. Yeah, this is tender greens for over there. Yeah. Perfect Mr. for O's, everybody in Studio Mr. O's, City. Trader only. Joe's. Yep. Uh, okay, so. You know, I got to work Trader Joe's into each episode. <laughs> I'm yeah. sponsored by Trader Joe's. <laughs> Aaron's a real freak for the Trader. I am. I love him. That's great. What's up there, Bell Babies? Big Rye on the horn. How you guys doing? How you joined the episode so far? I got to tell you guys, we love having you listen. And I care about you guys. And I hope you care about yourselves. Uh, maybe you care about yourselves enough to take a multivitamin. Hopefully you do. This is a fitness podcast. You should be thinking about those things. Uh, if you are taking a multivitamin, do you know what's really in that multivitamin? You may think you do. Maybe just grab the multivitamin. Didn't didn't investigate any further. I'm guilty of that. Uh, but here's the deal. There are scary things, sugars, GMOs, synthetic fillers, artificial colorants, weird stuff like sheep's wool and gelatin from hooves and hides in a lot of your typical multivitamin. Not to mention the fact that uh, you may not know exactly what key ingredients you're getting. You know, they say that they have these vitamins in there, but you don't know in what proportions. You also don't know where they come from, right? Maybe it's not a good source. That's why I want to tell you guys about Ritual. Uh, Ritual is the multivitamin that I take. They're, they're not your typical multivitamin. They've got a clean, vegan-friendly formula that's made with key nutrients and forms your body can actually use. And none of that weird, scary stuff that I listed earlier. It's very transparent. They're letting you know what you're getting and where it's coming from. That's why I like it. I've been taking them now for about three or four weeks. Maybe, yeah, about a month. Uh, I feel great. I feel like my nutrition is being supported. It's a very clean experience. And, you know, I I mentioned earlier about knowing what you're getting and where it's coming from. That's because uh, they made traceable. That's Ritual's thing. You'll know exactly where your nutrients come from thanks to Ritual's one-of-a-kind visible supply chain. They show you. You get a little card with the stuff you ordered, and it tells you. This is where you're getting this from. And I like that. Taking all the guesswork out of it. No mysteries there. Uh, and, you know, here's the deal, guys. Uh, they're, they're time released, which is very nice. 
uh, it allows uh, them to design later in less sensitive areas of your stomach. Uh, so you can take them with or without food. This is a huge, huge plus for me because I would find that I would miss taking my vitamins sometimes because I'd think, oh, you know, this one I can take with food, this one I can take without. Um, so I got to eat now. And when did I eat? I ate it 40 minutes ago. I better hold off on taking this multivitamin. Then I'd end up in bed and I'm too tired to get up. And I'm like, I never took the multivitamin because I ate when I wanted to take it. It's maddening. Um, so knowing that, uh, I can take it whenever I can just follow a schedule. I wake up, I take it, you know, boom, done. Don't have to worry about all that, uh, extra hoopla you have to jump through sometimes. <laughs> hoopla you have to jump through? Hoopla you have to go through or hoops you have to jump through. Uh, whatever analogy you want to use there, you guys put your own. I also love the fact that they are delivered to your door every month. So you'll never admit, you'll never think like, oh, I got to get more multivitamins because I forgot. And then, you know, three weeks go by and you haven't taken your multivitamin and your workouts start to fall off. Nope. You're getting them every month. And guess what? Shipping is always free. They're not going to trick you. They're not going to hook you in with free shipping and then change that on you. No, shipping's always free. And you can start, snooze, or cancel your subscription anytime. Anytime. Also, if you don't love Ritual within your first month, they'll refund your first order. That's a slam dunk, guys. You don't like it? They'll refund the first order. You got nothing to lose. Give it a try. You deserve to know what's in your multivitamin. That's why Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash dumbbells to start your ritual today. You're getting 10% off your first three months. Visit ritual.com slash dumbbells. So Aaron, so Ryan, I, I have Aaron guest hosting right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. She has her wonderful husband come on as a guest last week. I'm talking to these two little cuties about being <laughs> sweet little newlyweds. They have a house together, all this kind of like new shit that's happening. Congratulations, in their lives. by the way. Thank yeah. you. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. Big stuff, big things. It's a real fun show. We're having a good time. Uh, we, Aaron and I talk about my dog and uh, I've recently got a puppy. I've had her for a couple months now or like a while now. I don't know, like six Congratulations months, seven months. Well. Yeah. Oh, you, you only, that was a puppy that I saw that one day. Kind of. I mean, she's like eight or nine months now. So okay. I guess still but technically. That's the pup. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, and then they leave the show and it's great. And then I see literally the next day a picture of them with the dog they adopted. And there's no mention of like, we're looking for a puppy right now. Or it would have been fun to have you guys talk about that on the show. It was like a sure. fucking, I, even, I called her out. It was like a secret dog adoption. It was. It was a secret dog adoption. Well, we, okay. What are you guys, what are you guys up to? What's going on? <laughs> Completely left nothing, out. Nothing. Nothing. So, okay. So the place we got this dog from is, uh, it's like a rescue place called the no. LaBelle Foundation. That's a lie. It's a high priced breeder. <laughs> high, <laughs> high priced. Reckless, um, reckless breeding habits. <laughs> um, um, but so we had tried to adopt a dog a few months before and we were too late. Like we got to the puppy. It was someone else had already adopted him before we did. You're too late. <laughs> Too old to begin the training. Go ahead. Yep. Um, so, uh, so we had gotten word like the Friday before we recorded on Sunday. 
So we uh, we saw this little guy. Um, and he, so we had also, like, when we had tried to adopt the other one, it was, like, in October. And we were planning to be out of town for Christmas. So we were like, at least we'll have a few months with the dog. And then uh, Melissa could watch him while we're gone. That was, that was our thought. So then when we didn't get that dog and we made plans to be out of town, we were like, okay, dog has to wait until after the new year. But then as we're canceling all of our flights for all the plans that we had made, we were like, let's get a dog now. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so then this little guy popped up and we were like, we're in love with him. He has little green eyes. He's a little brown, little pit mix with green eyes. And we were like, we have to have that dog. So they, we like got to him fast enough. And they, on that Friday, they were like, send us a video of your house. We want to make sure everything's like good and for him. And so we did that and they said that was approved, but then I didn't hear anything else. And so that Sunday I was like, I don't know if we did it, everything. I, maybe they didn't like our something. We didn't know. I don't know. Cause you have to like <laughs> fill out all this paperwork anyway. And so then Monday they were like, can you meet the dog tomorrow? And we were like, yes. And when we met the dog, you meet and greet. Yeah, the, the dog. So it's like a celebrity. They come to your house. You meet and greet. Hey, 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 what's up? Yeah. And it's like a Taylor Swift concert. <laughs> yes. VIP passes. Wine come and on, cheese. people. Yeah. Scalpers. Yeah. That's the whole nine yards. <laughs> and so we we meet him and he, we love him. And they're like, do you want him now? And we were like, what? Um, I mean, no, we don't have a bed. We don't have a, we don't have food. We don't have toys. We don't know about toys. Anyway, so <laughs> we said, can we come get him the next day? So then we, so we, then we got him, got him the next day. And that's the full story of how we got formerly no, named Homer. He did not know his name, uh, but we named him Charlie. Um Cute. Partially because my nephew was like, he should be called Charles Barkley. And we had already be ta- been talking about his name being Charlie from that stupid viral video, Charlie Bit My Finger, um, <laughs> that we laugh about all the time. So that's how it he got his name, Charlie. Charles Very- Barkley. I've never thought of that for a dog because they bark. That's really smart. Yes. And that's my nephew was like Charles Barkley because he barks. And I was and he's five. He's a genius. Yeah. Um, still, it's still corny. And so is the, uh, <laughs> so is like Charlie bit my finger. I mean, it's you're really just cor- jealous thing. You're just jealous that you yeah, weren't part of the you're plans. You're just jealous. Yeah. Cause I named my dog Charles Wolfley, which is stupid. <laughs> no, it doesn't yeah. make any sense you at all. You really missed that mark. Yeah. Um, <laughs> wait, what's your dog's name again? Delphi. That's just what the adoption place named her. We couldn't think, we're like, we got her. She was young, like two months. We could have named her anything, but we had just been, they pick, you know, they'll pick little names to kind yeah. of help get them out there, you know? And they, she and her sister had some kind of Greek names or something. They were like, that's what they were doing. And so we had her and then I couldn't, we just were calling her that for like a day or two. And then it just felt weird to kind of rebrand her as like, now you're Sarah or whatever. Yeah. So it just stuck Sarah. with it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, She's like, no, 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 I'm Greek. Come on. Yeah. yeah. And Come I'm a dog. Babe. I'm not a, a white woman. <laughs> <laughs> a middle-aged white woman. No, but that's, they, so Homer was, his family were all um, Bart, or like, there was like a Bart and Marge was the Simpsons. Cute. There was like four of them and they were all Simpsons. And we we considered na- keeping his name Homer, but his foster mom had been calling him Samson. So I was like, this dog has no name. It's just, yeah. he's a 
baby. He has no clue. <laughs> so we just went for it. And yeah, we, well, yeah. It's, you know, it's the, it's the fun of it. And this all would have been great to have like got a tease for that. Like, hey, fingers crossed, <laughs> we could get a dog. We haven't heard I know, yet. Right. I know, but I would. I mean, you do gotta. I, this is what these shows are. You talk about your feelings and what's on your mind, Aaron. You I don't know. hide stuff away. I just got so. I I had done that before. I had been. I was so sad when we didn't get the other guy, and so I. But I that would have been interesting again. for the pod. Is what I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> but look you. now, singer, you get to talk about this grudge that you have and you get to yes. call her out on air. This is great for the pod. I'm yes. showing her how it's done. I don't let anything, I'm not keeping it inside. And Rosenberg talked about how he's doing self-help stuff. I mean, we're all being <laughs> honest. And meanwhile, you're keeping this a fucking secret about this dog. How many dogs do you have now? Is it still just the one? Yeah. Any on the horizon, Aaron? Um, Just the one. Turns out puppies are freaking insane. <laughs> They are so cute, but they're insane. And we're really? trying we're trying to crate train this bad boy, and he is not loving it. Really? Because oh ours is so I mean, it was just like easy, cuddly. Was like yours no, so perfectly easy? Yeah. Just like crazy, cuddly, and very chill, no issues at all, no <laughs> screaming, running around the house. No, it was keeping the same name. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's what it was. Yeah. Okay. No worrying about why the dog bites so much bites <laughs> all the time. Oh, I have uh, like, if I, I was like, if I lived in an apartment, cause we read if you, cause this little puppy has like razor teeth, which every puppy has. Yeah. And so they're like, if, you know, because he's n doesn't have any puppies to fight with or play fight with. You have you to say out to it. You have to yelp like a little puppy. So I'm like, if yeah. I was in an apartment, our neighbors, I'm already worried that our neighbors can hear me yelping like a freaking puppy or they can hear my actual dog acting like we're murdering him. Um, but so that's what I've been doing is having to freaking yelp like a puppy to my puppy and he's getting it. He's being more gentle, but it is crazy it, ours ours didn't and like you would i would do like the i would change the sounds like i was like man maybe i need to sound more like a dog or whatever <laughs> and finally i was working with this lady uh this dog coach and she was like you just gotta fucking let it go like ow like crazy loud like don't get in the dog's face yeah. but let it you know go right. so like i'd be in my backyard thinking the same thing like ow like fucking <laughs> crazy yelling <laughs> And then finally the dog would stop and be like, holy shit. Sorry, man. I got to pay attention it, to that. Yeah. But it took like, I mean, fucking crazy screaming. I felt like a psycho. Right. For months, for months. I was, oh my uh, God. There was a period of quarantine where, that I really fell into waking up. I think I was waking up at like 830 and then Caesar Milan show would oh, come yeah, on, the, the dog, dog trainer. Whisper. And yeah. he would come on right at nine. And so I would just Rivety. like wake up, turn on TV and be like, oh, Caesar's on. And I watched Caesar <laughs> like every day for like two weeks. And I was like, I'm a grandma all of a sudden, like obsessed <laughs> with just like how they treat these dogs. And it's so fascinating that every single time it's about the person, not the dog. Like oh, he teaches, yeah. he retrains the person and be like, this dog thinks you're like a little bitch. A like, yeah. like this dog is like owning you and owning the household. All you have to do is not be like, I'm sorry. And then the dog will listen to you. And I'm like, oh yeah, pretty good. You have to like be the adult. It yeah, is. No, he's good. It is so hard to do that. And totally. I, I'm like, thank God I have this dog before I have a baby because 
kids are, are, they're not the same, but it's like a similar mindset of like, I have right. to show them the boundaries. Right. And when this puppy starts crying, all I want to do is say, forget everything. I'll hold mm-hmm. you until I die. I don't care <laughs> right. what that happens to the house. Right. <laughs> and Jason, I'm really grateful for him being like, no, no, we, we have to let him cry. We'll shake the bottle filled with coins to make him stop crying. Like, which also feels like a freaking uh, mind game with a dog <laughs> that feels like you're fucking a right. dog up. But I guess it's right. I don't know. Um, but it's yeah, all it's, different schools of thoughts and theories. Just be consistent, you know, yeah. with what you stick to and it, it'll be fine. And it gets it does get better. But it's it's a long it's a long kind of tedious process early on. And like you said, thank God they're cute. That helps because they're so sweet. But it's just so like, cute. I mean, we had a very high energy spirited dog that still is a lot, a huge challenge, but, but it's great. And Singer, you train your dog and your kids the same way, right? You take them to the same <laughs> class oh, yeah. or whatever. Same thing. <laughs> S- scream with the ouch and all that stuff. I mean, I wouldn't except for my kid was a biter, you know? So right. Hey. Whole, you yeah. Know. He's got to learn before he goes out in the real world. Yeah. And he'll get it. He'll get it. He's 10. <laughs> And, you know, incremental improvement. What are you going to do, bail on them? I mean, you got to no. keep, yeah. You can't legally. I looked into it. <laughs> They're saying no dice on that. I bet you are like the best dad, but you always talk about it like you're the worst one. You're always like, yeah, I try to give them up. <laughs> I think those are the best dads because right. a, a bad dad would never admit he tried to give it up. <laughs> I'm not great. Look, the kid lives in Florida with his mom. I rarely see him. <laughs> I always feel like deadbeat dads have kids in Florida. Like I may look, I got a kid in Florida. I don't, right. we don't talk. It's good weather there. It's good for him. Yeah. Good. Good for his skin, his pores. Yeah. Uh Yeah. Yeah. Good for his mom, I guess, to get out there. (laughs) And you send him like a toy and he's 17, you know. (laughs) Dad, I don't play with toys anymore. I drive a real car now. (laughs) I don't need the power wheels. (laughs) Used to love those, man. Come on, what day is it? (laughs) Bell Babies, this this episode is brought to you by, by BetterHelp. And I want to ask you guys, what, what is standing between you and your happiness? This is a fitness podcast. So maybe you're, maybe you're looking for some, some help there. Maybe you want to get yourself in shape. Maybe you want to start eating better. Maybe you want to take care of yourself, sleep better, um, feel better, feel happy. What's interfering with that? And maybe it's something that's preventing you from reaching your goals, achieving your goals. Uh, you know, I've talked about on the show, you know, having some, some compulsive eating issues and it certainly affected my happiness feeling that I was out of control, um, or that I, you know, I didn't have my stuff together and that respect and not really knowing where to start. I needed some help. I had to get a little intervention. I could not do it on my own. I had stuff I wanted to accomplish and I had, um, feelings I wanted to feel and that was preventing it. I had to address it. That's why I want to tell you guys about BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. Okay. That's the intervention I was talking about. That was the help that I was seeking. They will assess what's going on with you and place you with somebody. Of course, you're going to connect in a safe and private online environment, but it's also convenient. You can send a message to your counselor at any time uh, and you're going to get timely, thoughtful responses Plus, you can always schedule your weekly and video phone sessions. 
So, you know, it's all, it's all these modern conveniences we have, all this technology, better help is using it, uh, you know, to help you get back in touch with your happiness, get your goals achieved. This is more affordable than traditional offline therapy and counseling. And, uh, they do offer financial aid. It is available if you qualify, uh, there's services available to clients worldwide. So anywhere you're listening to this, they probably got you covered and, you know, they have, uh, like a, you know, a huge amount of areas that they're covering broad range, uh, may not be available where you are. So, you know, you might be in a more rural area or they just may not have, you know, therapists that specialize in depression or stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, uh, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, you know, all these things they've, they've got, they've got you covered. Check out the testimonials on their site. It's no BS. People are using it and they are getting help. Uh, you should try it out too. It's not a crisis line, but you are going to get some good long-term help from them. I want you to start living a happier life today. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhealth.com slash dumbbells. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash dumbbells. So, Rose, where, where do you stand on dogs? Did you have dogs growing up? I love them. Yeah, I had I had one when I was very young, and then I had two more sort of in my middle school, high school range. Uh, and I would love to get another one, but my roommate currently has a cat. Mm. And I still looked into mm. getting a dog and maybe just like a smaller, more, you know, they'd be more equals rather than predator prey. But, uh, <laughs> but I just sort of have not done it. And that was the other thing in quarantine. I was like, you know what? I'll just get a dog. I'm going to be at home for two years or whatever. I'm, I'm going <laughs> to yeah. get the dog. And I was so sure of it. And there's been several things I've been sure of during quarantine that have not. I was like, I'm also going to move downtown. I'm going to move downtown, live in one of those big buildings. And it's like, yeah. these are all things I do not plan on actually doing. Well, the the quarantine dog situation, um, a, a thing I heard on another podcast was like, make sure you leave your dog alone or where they think they're alone for an hour a day because all of these dogs are constantly with their owners, which is great, it seems like, except right. for when you have to go back to work or you want to go out to dinner, right. your dog's going to freak the fuck out. And if you're in an apartment, again, your neighbors are going to murder you. Right. And yeah, our, we blew it with that. So now I need to figure <laughs> out, I mean, she's still under a year, you know, but we were like, oh yeah, we'll do that. And we just never have, like, she's with me all the time. I just right. take her in the car and shit. Right. But um, we got to start. Otherwise, you're going to develop separation anxiety. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. My yeah. therapist <laughs> told real. me yesterday that her dog has separation anxiety. And I was like, should I change therapists? That's what <laughs> So my therapist has no fucking boundaries? <laughs> yeah. If you're a cute enough dog, she doesn't have boundaries. Yeah. Right. She's letting me change my appointment times whenever I want to. She's being yeah. horrible for me. She yeah. yeah. So that so that's a hot tip. Everyone leave your dog alone and and it is hard to do, but me and yeah. we have really tried to like make sure cuz we one of us is always home, always. I go right, out right. once a week. Like that's it. So right. it's hard to uh well, and I need them. I have the separation anxiety. I know. <laughs> you know? Like, like, that's where I it's coming you. from. Yeah. They're learning it from me. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, no, no, I can't sit on the couch alone. They can feel that need. Mm -hmm. Yep, they can. Mm -hmm. And they're ready to fill it. And I'm ready for that, you know? Absolutely. Uh, well, this is thrilling. 
Aaron, I'm I'm proud of you guys. Uh, the dog couldn't be cuter. <laughs> Check out Aaron's Instagram for. I mean, this dog it's is gonna unreal. Be, it's adorable. Just, it's just gonna be that dog. I I thought about like apologizing, like you Don't. know how people do the. You know, I'm so sorry. It's like a new dog. And I'm like, I'm going to be the lady with her kids everywhere, her dog everywhere. That's my life, baby. Come on. If you're on Guess my what? Instagram, come on. Mm-hmm. I love seeing the dog content. Dog People content is pure. Everybody does. Dogs it's, and cat content. It's, I mean, it's I the whole it. point. Cats, yeah. dogs. Yeah. Get, yeah. Give me more. Chucky B. Shout out to Chucky B. He's a good boy. Good boy. Um, good boy. All right, guys. So what? So where are we at now? What, what are we? Gonna, what's next for us? What What do we do? What, so I feel like time. You're talking about fitness. Yeah, fitness. Everything. I feel like <laughs> are, time. Are you okay? <laughs> no, the podcast. What do, What do we do now? What? Happened? I feel like time's ripping by. Mm-hmm. Going yeah, fast. It's mm-hmm. going fast. It's the holiday. Like next week is like Christmas. It's Hanukkah right now. Christmas right. is next week. Like. It's the new year, the week after that. I'm good with this, guys. But Mm -hmm. it doesn't, also in LA, it doesn't feel like it's Christmas. It's sunny Mm -hmm. right now. I'm wearing this jacket. I don't need to be. I'm sweating, (laughs) but I want to be wearing it because I'm, it's Christmas. Yeah. Um, Are you guys going to survive Christmas? What's up? Or or, or the holidays? For the listeners, Aaron's wearing a bellhop jacket for some reason. (laughs) I I was a bellhop for freaking four years. Were you really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yes, I was a valet bellman for four years at the Where? Lowe's Vanderbilt Hotel in Nashville, Tennessee. Wow. wow, Vandy. Those, yeah, it was. I have more stories from that job than any other. I like. What I, the fuck? What? We've never heard one of these stories before. What's? You're very withholding <laughs> on the <your> show. <laughs> Listen, it was so long ago. I forget about it. But like one of my things, what well, I sat through Diana Ross. I sat with Diana Ross in a tornado warning um, in oh. Nashville because she didn't want to be alone. And I was the only girl like like Bellman person. And so she just had like we sat in a room and she like asked me how tornadoes worked. And that was one of my favorite wow. moments in my wow. life. And then she said, do you think I should still do my show tonight? And I was like, I have. Yes, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's underground, was, right? In a yeah. tornado shelter. <laughs> Sure, you'll have a helmet. Diana Ross in The Wiz? I haven't seen The Wiz. It feels weird if she was to say that she doesn't know how tornadoes work, which is, but. But she would just say movie stuff. She doesn't know. Still, I feel like you'd have a little bit of. Go through a a primer or something. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyways, I mean, it's definitely so, the first thing I would ask her. So, but, uh, you know, so yeah. So, sometimes I do that throw is, that's on incredible. That's my bellhop outfit, and I, you know. I, I I don't I don't do that. What God was the bellhop? Was it was it as traditional as we're thinking? Like a yes yes. I it had the little mock, circle hat. I didn't have to wear a hat. Um, the head bellman he was like old. His name was Rocco. He was from Italy. Mm-hmm. He would sometimes wear Holy the hat, but wow. we would wear it was like epaulets. So those you know braids yeah. on the shoulders, shoulder pads, yeah. uh, mock neck, big button in the center, zip yes. all the way up. Dark gray yeah, it's with like black. a little military, like Michael Jackson used to wear yeah. for a while. Yeah. Um, what uh, did, did you make? Crazy tips? Did you make really good tips? Yeah, I made pretty good tips. Like um, I was able, I didn't have any other job. I just worked like four days a week and got all the money I needed. So what it was, was the best haul in one night. <laughs> best I, haul. I don't remember. So nothing. Ne- never a night where you made like a thousand bucks or something. Drew Carey I, didn't come in and drop a thousand. No, but yeah. you know, what I remember is I took I've heard that. 
Brian McKnight, the R&B singer. I took him up to his room. And as we were like, we, it was just me and him. And all he had was one bag. And I really probably shouldn't have done this, but, or like gone, like taken him up there. But everyone was like insisted, you know, you have to take him up to his room. He's a VIP. So I like, so I was, and once so I, he was on a floor that needed a key to get up to. So I like put the key in the elevator and it didn't work. And so I was like, Oh, let me try the other one. So I tried the other one and, um, and it worked. And so I was like, um, are you, um, I, what did I say to him? I was like, is it just going to be you all alone? Like something, like something, like something like horribly awkward like that. So, and he was like, yeah. And I was like, cool. Uh, no, I said, good to know. That's what I said. I said, good, <laughs> good to, to know. know. And he was like, I, it, and then it was silent the rest of the way. <laughs> and I, I, he did not give me a tip. He no tip. I got no tip. And no I, tip. I no tip. And I think about that all the time. Of like, oh, like I was so creepy, and and I didn't mean to be. I was usually very chill around celebrities. He was. I for some reason I couldn't be normal with him, and it was so. I just said, "Good to know," and then it was silent. He didn't oh, even give rough. me like a <laughs> or like yeah, right. nothing. Silent. Dead I feel like sense. I have that. I'm always trying to be polite. So I have like stock phrases that are, mm. that are polite, yes. but if you use them out of context, they're incredibly yeah. weird. You know what yes. I mean? Like, Oh, you too. What? I said, yeah. enjoy your meal <laughs> or, yeah. you know, whatever that's like, <laughs> yeah. you're not eating. Why did I say that? Yeah. I'm with you. Same. I think the move would, uh, to wish him a good McKnight, but that, <laughs> or I mean, I'll tough. be back at one. <laughs> God, these are better. Yeah, this is. Well, well, with the black eyed peas, all I wanted to do was go, can I get that? Gotta get that. Yeah. Gotta get that. Boom. That's what I wanted to do, but they were who was the, all drugged. Who was the all, all drugged? All drugged. Yeah. Oh, wow. Seriously? Was out yeah. of it? Yeah. Out of it. Who was, who was the best and who was the worst? Real quick, and then we can. Who was the best and who was the worst? Um, Who's the nicest per like the nicest? coolest and then who was the biggest monster okay conan o'brien was the coolest best he really mm. he was so Surprising. fun he mm -hmm. was so cool i actually got to drive him and andy richter and a couple of their friends downtown and wow. conan o'brien popped himself in the front of the car sat in the passenger seat with me like not you know i was driving and inter interviewed me like i was like oh my god i'm being interviewed by conan o'brien whoa that's cool and so that was very fun he was very good very chill and then the worst I think was Seal and Heidi Klum. They were the worst. Oof. Oof. Wow. I mean, that checks out without even having to hear the story. Yeah. Yeah. I don't even know if I could say tell the story, but there it was it was a nightmare. They were the worst. Right. A kiss from a turd on a fucking <laughs> trash barge. An elevator. What yeah. <laughs> what what uh they were just rude like uh that baseline, they were rude. They were just baseline. very rude. Gosh. Very, very high expectations, unmanageable, like just like, mm -hmm. like, yeah, it was, they, uh, it was hard. They feel very fancy to me. Yeah. Um, and the yeah. hotel was fancy, but it wasn't the fanciest one in Nashville. There was one more fancy and I wanted to ask them if they could go there. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of this other hotel? Seems like more your style. Yeah. They would be great. So. Fuck. That's so, fucking you know, unreal. Yeah. Crazy. Anyway, sorry. I just really took that no, holiday. No, 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 no. But I, I wanted that, it. That place was so fun and insane. And 
Well, we'll we'll revisit every every uh, week. We'll do a strange uh, Aaron <laughs> Bellhop tale. <laughs> uh, okay. So the, the what I was alluding to, um, or trying to steer us towards, uh, mm-hmm. but any diversions are great. Um, is uh, the holidays? So what what are we gonna do? So Rose, are you gonna visit anybody? This is where people have to be careful about what they're saying. Well, we'll all get tested. Yeah, Everybody's we're having a fifty person indoor party. Yeah. Um, we don't own masks. And <laughs> never have, never, never will. have, never will. You're never gonna see me in a mask. No, I uh, my family's in San Diego, and so I we were thinking about it. We didn't do Thanksgiving because, especially right now, there's been like a lot of you know notifications and different orders and stuff, and we're like. Why mess with it? Let's just sort of stay apart this year and hang out next year or whatever. So I may drive down to San Diego to like drop off some gifts that I bought and like say hi in the backyard for a lunch or something and then take off. But yeah. um, mostly not going to be there. Probably just be at home and try to cook at home a little bit more and all that stuff, which I, I've been avoiding. So it'll be nice to just have nothing to do and nowhere to go and eat one so- nice meal a day. <laughs> so you'll challenge yourself to do some kind of holiday cooking type thing i probably won't make like a whole big deal out of it but you know i might i I might like use the oven (laughs) okay (laughs) instead of just like sauteing something and calling it a day you know what i mean i like that i like that and then uh okay so then so maybe some kind of like socially distanced family safe thing yeah um aaron you said you're staying home yeah we're staying home we're we are going to do the zoom thing um open presents like that with our families. Um, and then we're going to try to either smoke a ham. We are talking about smoking a ham on the Traeger mm. Um, mm. or just going to honey baked ham and picking one up. So those are we're, great. I've done that. On They're the fantastic. Fence. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good time. That's the gift that keeps giving all through the fucking <laughs> get a couple of days with that. Mm-hmm. Some bitch. Yeah. I'm not a huge ham person, but I, you know, I think a smoked ham would be, fun i don't mm-hmm. know do you guys use that traeger smoker thing a lot we did um we smoked ribs on thanksgiving mm-hmm. and that was fun but usually yeah. we just use it as a grill we mm-hmm. haven't used it as a smoker a ton so mm-hmm. uh rye i got one i use it all the time too i i grill with it and smoke with it all Amazing. the time they're fucking great i highly recommend them for anybody that's on the fence if you want like a wood pellet uh clean kind of clean burning grill like that mm-hmm. they're really great and it's uh, just like set to your phone, like you can set yeah. it remotely and all that stuff. Ooh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So they have a, uh, they've got an internal meat thermometer that plugs into the actual unit and mm-hmm. you have an app on your phone. So if you are smoking something, you can watch the internal temperature of the meat and then make adjustments on the heat, you know, throughout the day, Beautiful. Where, wherever you are. Right. Yeah. You could be fucking miles away. <laughs> you could be you could... out of town smoking <laughs> yeah. something at your house. Yeah. Dude, I could be on the fucking visiting the planet Mars and I could adjust the temperature on my brisket. Well, your reception it's come you, out yeah, they have to get a little more tech out there first. <laughs> they got, no, they got it. You have to, don't they you have it. to turn it on in like, you have to like turn yeah. it on, you, you have to then f- go to Mars and then you got to be able to get back in time. Yeah. 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 Well, you got to fucking put the meat on the grill too, Aaron. It's not like, <laughs> not like the fucking app's going to do oh, that. Oh yeah. You. Stanger, let's remember you're the idiot here. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 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 This is your that's, dumb premise. That's right. <laughs> you're the one. Yeah. Bring it up Mars. Okay. Uh, that was a funny joke that I talked about going to Mars and it's still working. I <laughs> that was good stuff. That was really good. 
so what so what are the goals moving forward? Uh, f- well, we can get into a little bit of um, some 2021 goals. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rose, what do you what are you thinking you want to do? You want to maintain what you're doing, this kind of healthy common sense approach to things? Yeah, I think it would be um, furthering the consistency of my choices, whatever that means. Uh, I don't really, I used to sort of, this is a big growth thing for me. I used to sort of like chase a number, you know, and not really be happy with myself unless I was whatever number I decided was good. You know, that's a weight number. Yes. A weight number. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Uh and now I'm kind of like, well, the weight is sort of the product of the behavior. So I'm a little bit more focused on the behavior of, Oh, that's a good consistency and patterns and stuff like that. That's a really good distinction to make. That's yeah. weird. You know, it's weird. It's all this kind of, you know, when the students ready, the teacher appears stuff to where you're like, mm-hmm. oh, you just need to hear things the right way. And I think that's great for people that's, that are burdening burdening themselves with right. this number, like chasing a weight um, and it's not healthy for right. them. Some people can. Some people can, you know, uh, measure to manage. Mm-hmm. But, um, but other people. And I still do. I still like step on a scale to like be like. Well, I can't really tell what I look like. I see myself every day. So the scale is like some sort of reliable uh, measure or whatever. But I but I don't try not to attach like too much meaning to what it says. More so just like, what's the truth right now? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Well, um, and even I'll yeah. say I, something I've encouraged my clients to do is just like take a picture of yourself from the front and the back and side mm-hmm. too, if you want to. But it also like what a scale can't, tell you necessarily unless you have like a very fancy scale is like your what your ass looks what like. your ass looks like yeah and like hey. and what your back looks like and like you know sometimes I'm like oh I'm like the pandemic I was like I'm doing great I'm looking good and then I saw a picture of myself from the back and I was like oh I I gain weight first on my back which is cool mm-hmm. to know great but it was like helpful because I I was like able to kind of readjust what I was eating because I had let myself really go and then it was immediately I was able to like totally. manage it anyways I just like you being able to s- that truth taking it a next step unless you have a, a eating disorder you don't have to do that but it's like a thing to help you see progress in yourself that you won't right. see on a scale. It doesn't tell you your, right. your muscle mass, you know, you right. don't right. get to see that on a scale. If you gained right. five pounds of muscle, which holla, but like, if you did, you wouldn't, you would see that in a photo. You wouldn't see it on the scale. Right. So yeah, I've definitely been like four different people at two forty. Yeah, <laughs> you know exactly. I mean? like, exactly. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. I think, you know, if it sounds like you're in a healthy mental space. It's like, you might as well take mm-hmm. a, take a photo so that you can in three months go, what have I done? Mm-hmm. Let me see what I've, how I have changed yeah. physically mm-hmm. versus on mm-hmm. a scale only, you know? Right. right. The only issue with that is if you watch the ring video, <laughs> your, your, your image is going to be messed up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. When they take pictures of themselves after they've watched the ring video, the, their image is messed this up. This is only right? the Remember second that? movie uh, movie you've brought up today. This is huge. <laughs> this, this is huge. Well, I think it's pretty huge. topical and relevant. <laughs> yeah, the ring came out, what, 25 years ago? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and it does deal with videotapes. It is very much a right now kind uh-huh. of thing. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So I remember watching that. That scared the shit out of me. Man. <laughs> parts of it did. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Have you seen yeah, it, Yeah, don't be a wuss. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. That was scary as hell, dude. They, you know what I learned? I learned in some facts about that movie. When she's climbing out of the well, mm-hmm. the thing that they see in the video that they're watching, they shot that in reverse and then ran, they had her go backwards and then they would run it in reverse. So that's why she's like moving all oh, cra- trippy oh, looking. Cool. Interesting. Yeah. And like her hair falls all weird and stuff. Mm-hmm. That's um, cool. Yeah, they released that just in time for videotapes too. They were right on the edge with that when that was coming out. They think they rushed it. They're like, oh, get the new VHS this, of the ring. This shit, gonna crank this shit out. <laughs> I also just watched a. Uh, do you guys ever, do you guys have the Shutter app uh, for like Apple TV or Roku oh, or anything? Shutter is like a. It's like kind of horror movie and horror movie ancillary stuff, movies and shit, um, and you know, people shows that are about that. And they also do run a live channel where they curate what's going. So you don't have to pick the movie. It's like, you can just put it on the shutter channel that. and it's, oh. it's great. Cause you're just kind of like, Oh, I would never think to watch this, right. but um, they have a documentary uh, on the making of the exorcist. That's just William Friedkin, the director talking about it. And I'm like a total William Friedkin fanatic. I think I love his movies, but he's such a fucking character that any, any, I, I listened to his audio book called the Friedkin connection and it's him telling the story of his life and all this shit. And anything he does where he's talking is so fucking funny and great. Just to give you like a little excerpt from the book. He's he'll say stuff uh, like, yeah, uh, memorized. I, what no, no, but I'll just give you like an okay, idea because okay, there's okay. like this whole, he does like this whole thing in the beginning of the book where he says, an artist wanted me to direct a music video of his. He sent me a note telling me how much he loved my movies and all the films I made. I listened to the music. I passed. <laughs> that artist was Prince. And uh, then I'll say, another artist sent me some of his artwork. I looked at it. <laughs> I threw it in the trash. That artist was Basquiat like all these like wow. crazy thing? I had an opportunity to produce Star Wars. I passed. <laughs> so he's just like he's so honest about all the shit. Like he blew or right, fucked up. Right. It's so fun. And so like I always think of like the crazy. You know, uh-huh. uh, Apple wanted me to invest early on. I could have owned all the stock. I passed. <laughs> you know, he didn't do that, but it's like that level of yeah, shit. Right. So he's just like he's just like really honest and funny, and so it's him talking about The Exorcist, which is a great movie, and I love. And then also it's got him. So that's a great attitude to adopt, though. Like Aaron was saying, it's yeah. like don't compete with that old version of yourself. You didn't do Star Wars. Yeah. <laughs> you might as well have a sense of humor there about you it. Go. You didn't keep the Basquiat. That's a real thing. You fucking <laughs> yeah. th- those things would be worth millions of dollars. Absolutely. Uh, what anything you're watching or into right now, Rose? Man, I feel like I really finished everything on every streaming site. Wow. That's huge. <laughs> I just feel like I, you know, I mean, All the hot that, shit. I, that I'm interested in, you know, yeah. what what have I been watching? Oh, Big Mouth. I like Big Mouth, that animated yeah. comedy. That's really fun. Funny as hell. So funny. And then what was I just watching? Oh, I just watched the HBO, the newest like murder doc about like. Oh, yeah. Murder on, on Middle Beach. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I just watched that and it was like weirdly addicting and pretty good. I thought so. That was fun. Oh, cool. I'll have yeah. to watch. Yeah. That. I just yeah. started it. I watched the first one. So I'm, I'm excited to finish it. Cool. I, I'm watching the undoing on HBO and it kind of fucking pisses me off. Yep. That's yep. Hugh Grant that. and Kidman there. It's really good acting, but corny. And a lot of it pisses me off. Why? <laughs> 
It's just like they do a lot of fucking dumb shit. They're really trying to be twisty turny, which is fine. But it's also it's not in any kind of way that they're intelligent. They're just slowly doling out information to you. So it's like you can't make this some twist that's like unearned. It's like he didn't even hint at that early. Now we have this information. Wow. Thanks. Mm. And it's oddly it's got a dawdling pace for only being six episodes and then people will do like incredibly dumb stuff where you're just like, fuck, why the fuck would you do that? Right. So like sometimes I just want to spit on the ground because I'm so fucking disgusted by some people's behavior in it. Uh, but it's I good. watched that too. That was that's a tough one. Yeah. I haven't watched that one yet. Doesn't people like you know, Nicole Kidman's a really good actor. Hugh Grant's a fucking great actor. It's really good acting. It looks pretty. It's David E. Kelly, and it's very much like, did you watch Big Little Lies? Yeah. So it's like, it feels like that, you know, it's like really like pulling the veil back on rich people. And instead of Monterey, it's the Upper East Side. Yeah. They ain't so perfect. Uh, That kind of shit. None of us think they are, by the way. Yeah. We're all like, yeah, get rid of them all. (laughs) Yes. Just redistribute their money. Yeah. Hell yeah. Please. Uh, very good. Well, um, let me think about my goals or Aaron. Yeah. Stinger. I was going to say, what are you doing for the holidays? Just nothing. No, we might, we might go see my parents. Uh, so we might drive, we'll drive up to Northern California to see my parents. We're going to get tested, uh, because my wife wants to see her mom on the way and her mom's kind of in that special range. So we're going to get tested and try to do our best with it. It's still a little risky. You know, I, I, you know, we haven't all really decided. And I think if cases weren't spiking so much like they are, yeah, it'd be a little easy. Cause we were like, oh yeah, for sure. We'll do that. And we'll keep it. So if we do it, we'll, we'll get tested, which is, it's so funny. Cause everybody, nobody wants to be typhoid Mary. So everybody has <laughs> to like, we're, everybody's getting tested. We're all doing it. We're all, you know, yeah. social distance. We've made the joke on it before, but I actually am, I do worry about her, you know, and would hate to just like, you know, just special, just how much it is going on in LA. It's just like, there's just a lot of fuck people have it statistically in LA right now. So it is a little bit alarming. So that did kind of throw a little bit of a wrench into what we're, what our plans were. We may still do it, we're figuring it out now as we speak. But even if we don't, we'll, you know, we'll cook too much food. Um, you know, we cooked a bunch of Thanksgiving shit. We'll do a big spread. And then, you know, I got a 10-year-old kid, so it's like a lot of, you know, presents for him and, you know, trying to give him a bunch of fucking bullshit and participate <laughs> in this consumer holiday, but then try to jam meaning into it. Right. <laughs> hey, yep. You know what? This is special. It's a special feeling in a day, and this is a special family day. But they're just like, yeah, fucking great. Just give me the fucking present. Sure, yeah. Yeah. yeah, hand it over. Yeah. Hand it over, big guy. Yeah, I want to ask for some Switch games. What do you work fucking... for? What do you even go to work for <laughs> yeah. if I'm not getting the toys? Because it's a, for your time to grateful and we're grateful. A jar. We're going to make a jar about how grateful we are. <laughs> it's all fucking. The kids don't give a fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> Ham, ham fisted. You care about your family. That's the gift. And Santa Claus is a spirit. Uh, Rose, where can people find you and what you're doing? They can find me online uh, at Chosenberg on most of the stuff, um, or also Big Grande tweets on on uh, Twitter, of course. And then Big Grande, my little comedy group, just put out uh, our new website. It's called BigGrandeWebsite.com. 
We're selling a couple new podcasts on there. Sooner than later, we'll have a couple of other little things like an animated thing up there and so we're just trying to make our own stuff and put it out ourselves. Uh, Big Grande does incredibly funny laugh out loud shit. It's true, like appointment listening. Um, and if you if, uh, truly, and if you haven't heard it, you absolutely should seek it out. And the people I will have big Grande people following us on there. Hi, thanks for listening. Uh, we're glad you were able to hear your precious Rosenberg on the dumbbells. Yes, thank you. Thanks to all the slobs out there for calling me into the show. <laughs> Um, but, uh, but yeah, it's the funniest, it's the funniest. They're so fucking funny together and, uh, legendary stuff. So everybody should check that out. Aaron, where can people find you? Uh, at Aaron McGowan everywhere. I got it. God, I love it. I can't uh, wait to see that new dog. I'm definitely going to go check him out. Yes. Check out oh, new, new puppy, Charlie. Ch- young Chucky B, big Charles <laughs> shout out. Wolfly, AKA Barkley, <laughs> AKA Rolfly. Um, and if you want to ask us questions, we are ask, we are at the dumbbells across all social media platforms. If you have a big old long question you want to ask us, you can reach us at our Gmail. We have one of those too. It's ask the dumbbells at gmail.com. And on behalf of myself and Aaron McGowan, Eugene Cordero, wherever he is, whatever he's up to right now. And our wonderful guest today, Ryan Rosenberg. We'd like to remind everybody that's out there listening to train dirty Eat clean and live in between. That was a headgum podcast. <laughs>